Alright. So read, read me some of the list. Okay, well first let me preface in that I wrote the questions intending to be neutral and trying to give okay. to present a topic and allow people to pick sides. But okay. obviously some of them are a little bit leaning one way or the other just so that the point is clear. Okay. But they're all intended to just be a topic for discussion and then you pick your side. So okay, sounds you good. Just, you may just pick a couple of them and you can pick one or do you want like I can read through the list or So let's just All right. I, I don't know how far deep into the list are the poignant ones. There's only 55 on the list. But uh here I'll give you a I'll give you a couple. Um Let's see. Has social media improved or hurt the human condition? Uh, that's a that's a that's a that's a. I don't know that that's much of a debate. Do you disagree? I don't, does anybody disagree? It's, it's horrible for everybody. I think it's horrible for people's mental state. I think that yeah. it does provide some benefits in terms of communication, but it, I think that the negatives tend to outweigh the positives. Um, I think. I think big time. I don't. I don't know that I would. I don't know that we'd have that much debate on that one. Thirty-six is a two-part question. It's is privacy important, and the secondary question is is national security more important than privacy. Uh, Thirty-eight is torture ever justified? Hell yeah. Uh, I think I, that last one. Mm -hmm. Go back to that. The two-parter about privacy. Mm -hmm. It just says, is privacy important, and, yeah, is national, and is national security more important than privacy? Kind of, where do you draw the line? National security is more important. But there has to be a limit at some point, don't you think? <coughs> I, don't, I don't know. I don't uh, know where that line is. I also, I don't know what they already have access to, if I'm being 100% honest. I think it's way more than we think. Like, pretty much what I understand about it is whatever the one that they do, they renew it every however so long. The one that they did after 9-11 that is just, like, the no warrant wiretaps and shit. Mm -hmm. Like, for all we know, they, they're listening to literally everything. Yeah. And they very well could be. And I don't know that I hate that because, like, I guess the argument would be, well, like, if you're doing nefarious things... Like, are they... Like, obviously they don't. Like, if they are listening to everything and people are talking about all of the shit that they're doing, just on the phone, because they think... Well, if they're, they they're speaking in private and no one else will ever hear this conversation. I think there's, Whereas, there's, like, I there's think a triage. There's a triage, obviously. They get yes. so many data points they have to... Right. Like, they're like, something. I don't care that this dude is dealing heroin. <laughs> <laughs> but, <clears throat> I don't know. At the same time, it's like... Uh, we know how, you know, in the last, what, 30 years, we've seen how powerful information can be in terms of influencing people and, uh, you know, kind of getting what you want. Just look at, like, you know, Facebook and all the, what What is that, like, st Facebook knows you're gay before you do kind of thing? It was Target knows you're pregnant before, before you know you're pregnant. Really? Yeah, because they analyzed the buying trends of people who are trying to get pregnant, 
and then become pregnant, and then they match that to similar buying patterns and go, well, this person bought all the same things that this person. Mm-hmm. So I think the government could do. Some and then they send they send coupons to your house. That was how people found out about it. Was some dude like got pissed at Target because they sent coupons for, for like, like baby shit and yeah, yeah um, like addressed to her. And he was like, "What the fuck? Like, do you think my daughter's a slut and she's just out here having a kid?" And then the daughter found out like two weeks later that she was pregnant. <laughs> but Target knew before she or the dad. Yeah. But yeah, I think that basically what I was getting at is I feel like the government could do some questionable things with all that information. Um, I mean, like what? Dude, I don't know. Like, I don't know. Here's what I think here's I, was what rather, my I would rather have the peace of mind that if someone is plotting a terrorist plan, someone somewhere is going to hear that and do something about it. And I don't care. I will sacrifice. I will sacri- <laughs> if I have to sign up for it, I'll do it. Yeah, I was talking. Not to that they would—they would never get anything from me. That's not the point. I was talking to my friend Jake, who works kind of in army intelligence uh-huh. and stuff, and he was like, "I, I poised the question of how often do you think our national national security apparatus prevents a nine eleven like event from happening?" Mm-hmm. And he's like, "Every fucking day, probably," yeah. which I thought was wild, but like yeah. I, but also believable. Yeah. Here's one of my favorites. Um, our private milita- so, our yeah. private military companies like Blackwater or Triple Canopy and their actions in parentheses mainly assassination or other morally justifiable or net possible net positive for society. Haven't we talked about this one already? I feel like maybe we have, but maybe me and you have not on a podcast. We can do it again. One hundred percent, they're justified. They provide like air cover too for uh, political fallout as well. Dude, there's. Imagine if we had Blackwater when Hitler was in power. Before Hitler was, like, full-blown Hitler. If we could be like, yo, that dude is fucking shit up in Germany. Or, like, 1933-ish kind of? Yeah. Imagine if we could just get rid of that fucking guy. Imagine the atrocities that would not have happened. And I'm not saying that every person that the Blackwater guys probably murder is one of those guys. Mm Mm-hmm. But they could be. And they're not... It's not like they're not doing anything either at the time. Like, they're doing bad shit. Like, shit that if they were put on trial, they would get the death penalty. Yeah. Here's a... So they're not innocent. But we've also had this discussion. Should the U.S. be the world police? Yes. I was going to say I'd prefer us to be the world police than somebody yeah. else. <laughs> I think so. That, one of the questions on here is should countries be isolationist? Like North Korea? Uh, I was more thinking like America up until 1944. Kind of like our refusal to get involved in any world war prior. Like, I mean, we were in World War One. At like the, the very like, end. The very end. But yeah. I mean, we were still in it. <laughs> I'm talking like Truman Doctor and shit. Yeah. Yeah. So. I mean. Should they be isolationist militarily? Just in general, I think that it kind of goes hand in hand. I don't think you do. We can't. You can't do that. I don't. Think I think you, that's. I, don't, a, I think I don't it's impossible to go back to that. Now. I was going to say. I don't think you can. The global put that, economy. You can't is, put that back in Pandora's box. Kind of thing is 
too much of the tangled web to to un yeah to undo at this point. Like everybody gets everything from everywhere. No one place has everything. Mm-hmm. So these are two these are two separate questions, but they kind of go hand in hand uh, in my mind. The first one is: Has feminism or the Me Too movement gone too far? The second question is. Are there benefits to, to, to traditional masculine and feminine societal roles, or do they limit the development of society? Like, are there benefits to what some people might call a traditional woman's role, like, say, motherhood, um, or, like, a masculine role, let's say, like, I don't know, kind of breadwinner or something like that, or whatever you have, you like, kind of being the tough guy. Like, are there good that comes out of that, or is it all, like, you know, toxic masculinity or something like that? Oh, it's so toxic. See, I feel like down with toxic I feel like there's good elements of it. They missed the part where I was talking about this woman's glorious tits earlier. <laughs> but yeah, down with toxic masculinity. Oh, um, there are. I don't know, dude. Tox- I don't even like the term toxic masculinity. If I'm being perfectly honest with you, I mean, I don't either. It's just being a dude. Like dudes are like inherently like that. It's but just I, I you guess have to you have to teach yourself to, to curb that behavior. <laughs> Because that's being, it's being an asshole, but yeah. that's all it is. But I guess, like, part of the reason why I think it's gone... Yeah, I've gone through that phase. Part of the reason why I feel like it's, it's the questions kind of go hand in hand is, like, uh, I see firsthand, like, some of my female friends will go to, say, a bar or something, and they'll complain or make some comment of, like, oh, guys won't come up and talk to me. Yeah, and I'm sitting there thinking like, well, that's a function of kind of the culture of today, right? And guys being taught that that traditional masculine role of pursuing a woman is not acceptable anymore, right? And now you're just, you know, experiencing the consequences of that, right? Because like we don't, we've been taught like my, I think it kind of started right around, you know, when I was younger I guess like I grew up through that to where it was less and less acceptable to just go and talk to a woman at a bar yeah you can still do it but you're pretty much guaranteed to you know it's tough to succeed right you're gonna have like a 100 batting average if that yeah 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 and so that's what I'm getting at is like has this kind of gone too far where now you're like whoa 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 we want these good pieces Like, the like, you, like, you, like, like you can't really have your cake and eat it too kind of thing uh, that's yeah that's anything yeah of, like of course so they want dudes to not be pervy but they also want the dudes to just come talk to them and just be perfect gentlemen all the time when you're in a bar and you're trying to fuck and you're also as a woman in a bar trying to fuck you may not be as forthright about it but that we all know why everybody's there fair right yes so, for the sake of the argument, yes. To a certain extent, okay, but to a certain extent, you shouldn't be surprised when someone does it. That being said, I feel like it now has a negative. I think it has a negative connotation. connotation. I think it has a negative right connotation. And, to do it, and men feel like by doing it, uh, and, and you know, like well, two things: one, because we've been taught not to do it, we're bad at it, right? And two, like. We just don't feel comfortable, I guess. Uh, I kind of lost my train of thought. But the the, the more no, important, know, the, more, the more important point was that because we've been taught that that's not okay, we're bad at it, and then we get told that we're bad at it, and then we get even more kind of like, you know, 
um, put down or whatever. Right. right? And it just yeah, it slowly it, it, it slowly diminishes that masculinity of right. like you know. Like I think the guys that you see in rom coms rarely exist. Because no. the guys don't have that confidence. Yeah, you can't. And the guys you that do, have and the guys that do have that, charisma to do that shit. And the guys and like, that do have that confidence are, you know, what would be called like fuckboys or something like that. You know. Yeah. There's a show called Fuckboy Island now. I did see that on HBO. That one girl, I haven't. I haven't. Her wa- I haven't watched it. She but told I, me to watch it. I haven't watched it, but I saw. I saw it like on the, you know, suggested or whatever. Right. I was like, what the hell is this? So the premise is... Aren't there like, there's like 24 dudes? There's three women. Yeah. And yeah, like 24 dudes, 12 of whom are self-professed fuckboys. I thought it was more than that. I thought it was like 24 dudes and like 20 of them are self-professed. Nah, it's half and half. Oh, it's half and half. But the whole point of the show is, like, every dude knows what they told the producers, but no one else knows. So even the other dudes don't know what other dudes are fuckboys, and which ones are, like, just the... Genuine nice guys. Just the genuine nice guys. And so the women, it's... The women are tasked with figuring it out. So no one knows, and it's not like one dude can snitch in the other dude and be like, he's actually a fuckboy, because they don't know either. They only know what they told them. Yeah. And everybody just doesn't talk about it. I don't know, I'm not a reality TV person, but I did see it on HBO. It seems pretty stupid. I tried to watch half an episode. The girls, honestly, aren't that hot. The host is hotter than the contestants. So I was like, I'm not really interested in this. And the the fuckboys... I mean, it sounds just like a... They, they, I got through the intro where they did, like, I'm Brad from San Francisco. Do the watchers know who are the fuckboys? Yeah, we know. They do, like, the little minute interviews where they talk about it. And, like, the in the intros, they're like, I'm a fuckboy. I'm the king of fuckboys. Mm. Shit like that. So we know, but no one else. The producers know. Like, the people making the show, but no one participating in the show knows the answers. Gotcha. I think. Maybe the dudes know. I don't know. I don't know how that would be helpful. But anyway. I would be curious um, to see, just from, like, a social output, like, which party is more successful. Keep, keep going on that. Where are you going? Are you getting that bottle of wine? Yeah, you know. It. Oh, okay, cool. <laughs> um, there's another one that I've also been told to watch because I made the mistake of telling people I watched like three quarters of one season of The Bachelor. Okay. Maybe it was The Bachelor. No, it was The Bachelorette. Because it was really. Sh- it just sounds it was like a particularly a, shitty season. It sounds just kind of like a more sex charged version of The Bachelorette, I guess. Well, there's a bunch of them now. So the reason. Because sex sells. Obviously, because toxic masculinity is actually what women want. Let's be honest. As two men, think we can talk about this. I, <laughs> I also think that this kind of uh, it feeds into this is really good line, it feeds into what I would call like the porn epidemic that we have in the country, and that men get so down and out about their ability to. I don't know, succeed romantically, that they revert to porn, and then it, even, it perverts their perception of romance even more. Uh-huh. Because, like, that shit's fucked up a lot of times. Here, I'm just gonna finish this. I'm gonna try not to blow smoke the out this time. No, you're fine. Um... Is there somewhere else? Oh, there's another one. That's what it was. There's another one. 
Another show? Um, yes. This one. This one actually had a gen kind of an interesting plot, but also not really. So the premise of the show was it's like, I don't know, 12 people, six dudes, six guys, or six girls, six guys. Mm-hmm. And they're on this island, and it's called Too Hot to Handle, and the whole plot of the show is they just desert you on this, like, paradise of an island, and then take all your shit. You can't do anything. Like, there's just nothing. There's just, like, a hotel and, like, a pool and then, like, just these other people. And then they tell you, if you fuck, You're like, out. there's a $50,000 pot. And the last every people. time, every time you fuck, we deduct money from that pot. <laughs> and then if there's nothing left by the time the show's over, then tough shit. You, you get nothing. 50000 seems like a small number for... That's exactly what I said. For 12 people. I guess maybe maybe somehow or another there's like a game portion of it where like one only one person gets the pot somehow maybe they people get voted off I don't know I, I don't know I haven't was, I haven't seen this one I asked someone who watched the whole show like what is the time span that this takes place over and they were like I don't know like two weeks and I was like you're gonna tell me these people can't keep it in their pants for two weeks for fifty grand paradise I could I mean I could I'd just be I could I would just be in the water all day like spearfishing and shit I would find dude there's probably plenty of other shit to do on a fucking island if you don't all day I was gonna say you swim go on walks yeah look for seashells and shit I'm sure I'm sure you could find something I could entertain myself thoroughly on an island yeah for two weeks yeah especially if I had like a book or something knowing there's a $50,000 payday yeah and all you gotta do is do this other shit and apparently, the the the, pe- the group lasted like thirty six hours before people were fucking. I was like, my God, you people! The Jew in me really came out, and I was like, how dare you? <laughs> like, my parents would be ashamed of me. Oh man! So would Sarah's parents. Sarah's parents would be livid. Who's Sarah? My my Jew friend, who's who is getting married to the dude at his bachelor party. Oh, the one that I met. Oh yeah, she was nice. Yeah. Mm. Was she the one that sent you that card in there? No, that was Jackie. Jackie. That oh, was I, get girl. I get them confused, I think. Yeah. That was the girl. She was here with her fiancé, like, a couple weekends ago for the fights. Um, yeah, I met her at uh, Henry's, Henry's thing. Yeah. yeah. Anyway. Where was I going with that? Oh, just that these shows are fucking garbage, maybe? Yeah, I mean, it's are. just, it, it kind of just, it's fine. It kind of just promotes that, like, uh, that kind of, like, toddler-esque instant gratification. Which I think is just a problem, that's just a problem with younger generations as well. Like, they talk about millennials all the time, that, like, we, we want it now, kind of thing. There's no reason we shouldn't have it now. It's 2021. Everything should be instant. No, not because I, I need no, no, it to no, be I'm more mean, instant, but I'm because more mean, it can be. I'm more mean in the sense of, like, financial responsibility. Like, you hear about a lot of people our age, you know, buying God knows what, and then they have to basically work their whole life because they have no savings and no retirement money. Right. That kind of aspect. Yeah, I don't know. This is one that I find kind of interesting. Uh, it's should children 
and you can kind of define the age. I usually think of it as like 12 or under. Okay. Have smartphones or phones at all. Let's call it, I, I think I got my first phone when I was like 15 or 16. I didn't get my first phone until freshman year, so I'd have been 14. Yeah. Let, let's call it 14 or under. But think, um, think now, I don't know about you, I had a flip phone for like three years. I had a flip phone until I went to college. Right, and then I had a, 2005 I think I, to 2009. I think I had a Blackberry when I was a senior in high school. Blackberries were hot as I was leaving high school. But, um, what was I going to say? It kind of um, goes back to the social a phone, media thing. A phone, yes. A phone. Like a flip phone that does nothing but make phone calls, mm-hmm. yes. But a smartphone, no. A smartphone, not until high school. Because you, re- you only needed to be a communication device. Yes. Until a certain point. Yes. And no, no, no I'm, I agree with you that, like... Uh, for, for various purposes, like, I would, I, I would have... The unrestricted access to the internet, basically, is kind of a black hole and a negative in my mind for a young, very impressionable mind. A thousand percent. Yeah. Like, kids... Kids don't do kid shit anymore. They like don't. I remember, I, I remember playing with literal sticks. I was gonna say we played in, in the, the backyard. Wo- we played in the woods all the fucking time, and it was great. We just ran around like fucking hooligans. Yes, but we were outside with other children, not in our fucking house on a goddamn iPad. I probably like, I, I permits. I was gonna say like I remember that's what's fucking up these kids. Now. I remember when my friend got an Xbox, and it was like maybe freshman year of high school. It was like eighth or ninth It was like grade. either ninth grade or freshman year of high school and I was like, This is wild. Like yeah. and and even when he first got it, we would only play for like a couple hours, if that. And then we would play like at night after everything was done to do. We would play after basketball practice because we were tired, but then yeah. after like an hour or two, we would go play more basketball. I was about to say, we would play we would play um, Xbox like kind of while we ate dinner and like whatever. And then we would go to my buddy Timmy's house, and because he had lights on his basketball court, and we would play basketball until like midnight or one in the morning. Yeah, we used to play basketball in my buddy's driveway. For like I have hours. a full half court in my house, and like nobody, we also just used nobody to fucking like, does that anymore, which is sad. Yeah, we would go. We would go to the pool all the time, at all hours of the day, even if it was closed. Jump the fence, do hood rat shit. Kids um, don't. Kids don't do that anymore. We, we didn't do that because it was a country club, and you get in a lot of trouble. Oh, it was probably a way nicer pool. This place is kind of a piece of shit. <laughs> the fence wasn't even that high. Like yeah. it, it took, it was maybe eight an eight foot fence. It it wasn't. If you wanted to get in, you're getting in. <laughs> but, but my buddy Blake had a pool in his backyard that we would go to. If we well, that to. wasn't that wasn't until let's see what year. Our buddy Rick came in. I think our tenth grade year. So freshman year, we had to make do with like neighborhood pools. Nobody had a pool. And then we met this kid. And. He had the dopest house. He had, like, a fucking theater room in his basement and, like, shitloads of beds. And this is the guy whose mom would stock the freezer with, like, bagel bites. And then, like, the whole refrigerator side would be, like, Mountain Dew Code Red because we would just, like, play video games and sit in the hot tub and shit. Hopped up. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. And we would do, we would play, we would play Guitar Hero for, like, six hours straight. Or Halo. I fucking love Halo. I fucking love Halo. I think it's one of the most. There's a new game I just downloaded on my computer. I played it at my buddy's Andrew's house. I think it's one of the most like epic storylines of a video game in recent history. 
that and I still they made like an animated movie and it sucked. They're supposed to make a live action version. A live that action I would one see. Would, that would be cool. Yeah. That one I would see. But um Fuck, was I gonna say something about video games? You really need like Warner Brothers to take that on though to do this the CGI well enough. Yeah. Who did Avatar? They would they would be good. That was Disney. But I I think it might have been 21st Century Fox until Disney purchased the rights. Oh, really? You, you might be right. It might be Disney. But I, I don't know. Maybe. I, don't know. I might be wrong. Anyway. Um, yeah, once we had a friend with pool at his house, and his house was six fuck, we never wanted to go anywhere. Yeah. But we all, we were there constantly. I fucking lived there. I like, just they would outside. keep the downstairs basement door open because there was just constantly kids in and out, in and out, in and out, in and out. I yeah. would just show up at their house for breakfast. I had an internship that didn't start until, like, 10 some days because my office was the boardroom, and I would just go have, like, coffee and breakfast with his mom, and he was off doing, like, whatever shit, and I would just hang out in his house with his parents. Most of my parents... Or, like, sit at the pool. Most, <laughs> of, my, most of my friends' houses in high school were not locked during the summer. Yeah. It was just, like... And I could just... It, like multiple times my dad would call me and be like yeah Blake's in our kitchen I don't know why and I was like oh, he's probably bored waiting on me or something or, yeah. and then like I would do that too I would just show up at his house and be yeah. like hey where are you yeah <laughs> yeah. we would also play which I, I think now is like kind of impressive we would walk 36 holes of golf back to back dude that's a shitload of golf yeah we, we would walk that's we would walk. five or six hours no we could do it in like four really yeah we would crank through it Wow. But we would walk. We would walk 36 holes and then go to the pool. And, like, that would be a whole Saturday. I mean, that sounds like a great Saturday, though. I yeah. Mean, it was awesome. A shitload of golf. And then we would, like, go play video games and rest and eat dinner and then, like, play basketball all night. Yeah, do kids don't do, like, any of those things. Right. Which it's, is weird. It's all... Everything is online. It's so fucking strange. You could live your whole life online just about these days. And people do it. Especially the pedophiles. Um, I don't know. How do you fix that, though? Like, that's... that's the, the older generation wants to bitch about it, but they're the ones who raise this generation of children that way. That'll so they have... To do that. Yes. They have no room to fucking complain. My generation that didn't do it, that knows, that that understands that that's not a good thing. Because we grew up, like me and you, were like right on that cusp. Like I remember a time where we didn't have a computer in our house at all, of any kind. And then when we got one, it was a piece of shit compared to what we fucking got now. It did like two fucking things. I was going to say, I remember, I don't, I don't know if I remember a time not having a computer, but I remember not using a computer in my house until like high school, maybe middle school. And we had like a desktop in the kitchen that you had to go to. We had a computer room at my house because my dad ended up like making an office and he had like a computer that had to run CAD. That was why we got the computer. Mm -hmm. But that was literally all we could do. And like Internet Explorer. Yeah. <coughs> and he had this giant fucking like mouse pad. Um, but I remember a time when there was nothing. Do you think that that's a function of like? But that's because there was n there was no like there was nothing that they could buy. Do you think like that, that was the precipice of computers? Yeah. Do you think that... I'm trying to think how to word the question, but it's like... Children's... Exposure and attachment to technology... 
and lack of limitations from their parents is a function of like the prevalence of the like a, it's obviously a little bit of prevalence of the technology but is it because people that have those kids are like kind of close to our age a little bit older and often both parents work and maybe they're lazy and they're like I'll just give the kid the iPad to get to get like a couple of minutes of quiet kind of thing I'm sure it's a lot of that my brother and sister-in-law I think they have an iPad, but they let the the three-year-old use the phone all the fucking time, and I don't know that I would do that. Yeah, like little Jack that I babysit sometimes, yeah. he, he'll he hang out with me, and like we'll do all sorts of stuff, and then like sometimes he'll be, he'll look at me, and he'll say, like, I want to watch Monster Trucks on your phone, and I was like, dude, I don't, he, it's just like, it's this cartoon show, but he calls it Monster Trucks, I don't know what it's actually called, but he's always just demanding to watch Monster Trucks, and I'm like, I have no clue what you're talking about, and we're not doing that, like... You can bitch and moan all you want, but we're not watching Monster Trucks. We're going to go do something outside. Right. And it usually takes, like, a little bit of convincing, and then he's okay. But, like, he does raise hell a little bit sometimes. So, like, I understand why some people would kind of cop out to that, but I don't know if it... But, okay, I think... Yeah, uh, this is, I think, a deeper... It's like a crutch, basically. Is what it feels like, but I'm not a parent, so I can't... I, I think it, I think it's a an equal and opposite reaction. When I was a child... I would ask for things all the time. You know how often I got them? Fucking never. Yeah. So when those people who are always told no become parents, what do they do? They always say yes. Oh, uh, I thought you were going to say the opposite. I thought you were going to say no. the people that got everything as a kid repeat the cycle. That's maybe also true. Maybe not, though. If you realize you were a spoiled brat, you might not do it. But if you didn't, or like if you were just privileged, mm-hmm. you'd probably do the same fucking thing. Yeah. I would if I could. If I am lucky enough to give my child a lot more than I had, I'm going to do it, but am I going to give them everything? Absolutely not. Yeah. But that's no, I mean, because like, I, I understand my, I understand the difference between having nothing and having everything, because I've seen both sides. I think my parents had a pretty good balance of, like, you know, I had a lot of friends that had a bunch of stuff. I'm thinking particularly in one instance of, like, the Xbox. Like, my right. one friend had an Xbox, and then all of a sudden, all of my friends had an Xbox. I didn't have an Xbox until, like, senior year of high school. Yeah. And then, like, because of that, sure, I would play some, but, like, I just wasn't that interested in it. I got interested in it because it's what all of my friends wanted to do. Right. Well, like, a lot. Right. Because I never had one. I, ne- I still have never owned an Xbox. Or a PlayStation of any kind. The most recent game system I had was GameCube. I had a GameCube. That shit was fire. That I still have my GameCube at the beach. We played it for ten years. It was a it phenomenal game system. Yeah, it was the best. It had one of the best controllers, I think. Very ergonomic, for sure. Yeah. Um, and then the GameCube died, and we got a Wii. I and the Wii was cool. I didn't. Like but it. I didn't have a shitload of games. I had like seven games for it. I yeah. also was. I've never been big on video games. Like there's been very few games. I can do them for like. I can't wait to play that game when I get home. I can do them for like an hour, maybe two. Yeah. But otherwise, I agree with you. Halo. Unless there's like a really good campaign. I was gonna say Halo was one of those ones that I really enjoyed the storyline of the campaign. But that one I would get excited to play. But I could do the whole thing in like a couple days, and I'm like, all right, I did that. Yeah. And then you just play online. I didn't really ever get into that. Um. 
I had to get good at it because my friends played it so fucking much. They were really good, and I would play with them, and they were like, they would fucking massacre people. Like they were really good. Like they could nowadays they would have been they would have gone pro. I had two friends that were like, pro. <laughs> oh yeah, I never had. A, I never had. None of my friends were actually pro, but they were so goddamn good. And my one buddy, my buddy who's a surgeon, he used to fucking he would annihilate. Like it would be like three on one, and he would decimate us his phone would ring in the middle he would answer the phone and he would use the left controller stick with his fucking elbow and kill the shit out of all of us still <laughs> he was so good it was unreal <laughs> like his reaction time was insane he knew where everybody was at all times yeah like he, it was like he always had one eye on the little like mini map in the corner and he was watching that and then like that's guiding you, the thing that, and I was like this good. is fucking unreal yeah and it took so long for me to get even decently good. But I wonder how... I wonder how much... Like, I always think... Like, the, my problem with video games is, like, there's not much... Like, I don't get... I don't really get anything out of it. Well, I don't get anything out of the online play. Yeah, for the most part. It's the same thing, you just I, get like, better at I appreciate doing it. the the storyline yeah of the campaign I kind of view it as like a mini series almost <clears throat> yeah but I don't know like I think there's like I guess I guess what it is is just for my money there's better things to do with your time yeah but, I agree um I don't know clearly a lot of other people don't feel that way I think GameStop is up again today. Some dude who's the the dude who's like the CEO of Citadel today filed a bunch of um like incorporation documents in like Panama or something, and everybody's like, this dude's just striking a skip town on this like trillion dollars he owes because he fucking bet. GameStop so short and it's just not happening and all this shit's gonna come due and this dude's just gonna debt and like smuggle a bunch of money to like Panama he's and just, just gonna like, disappear. Show, he's gonna show up to Panama with a bunch of gold bars in a suitcase. Yeah, pretty much. I, I support that. <laughs> not necessarily. Like, I wish that I could do that, I guess is what I'm getting at. Do you think that people our age kind of, uh, oh shit, uh, are less accountable than they used to be? And I think, what do, you, in, what do you mean by that? I think in a couple of aspects. Like, one, <coughs> we kind of, uh, I think that more than we used to, we blame external factors and terms of our success in any particular field. Uh, yeah. And then the other thing that I think personally is like mm, our generation kind of uh, I, I would call it that they're like over therapized. They look like everybody has a therapist. Everybody's a victim? Or something? Well, kind of. But like Everybody, you know, has it, has a therapist. That's kind of the first part of the question, yeah. But the second part is like, I feel like everybody I know has a therapist, and everybody 
wants to look in and analyze every single little situation or something that didn't go their way versus just kind of dealing, just dealing with it, you know? Like every yeah. heartbreak or every sort of, you know... And, like, I think that there's a point where therapy is good, and then I think that there's a point where therapy is almost, uh, for lack of a better word, like, addictive, you know? Where you just want to be kind of told that it's not your fault. Or that, to think about it this way, versus just kind of being like, yeah, I screwed that up, and i got to learn from it, and, uh, you know, i got to live with the consequences of that, or that sort of thing. <sighs> Does that make sense? Yeah. I think I, I do you want me to answer both of those questions separately? Yeah, however you want. You can answer one or both of them or I think I have I think the the answer to the first one is pretty short. The first part was Are we less accountable? Are we less accountable? Or do we I don't know, shirk responsibility for uh, what we would perceive as external factors, but things that maybe we could have worked harder and overcome, or something like that. Yeah, I, th- I mean, we're soft. <laughs> yeah, we just uh, as a society, we're soft. And yeah, I've, I've, I. Do you think that's good or I, bad? I like to. I think it's bad. I think I don't even know if I should say it's bad. It's not. It's not great. Do you think that we're like, uh, I'm trying to think of how to word it, but, like, my initial, my reaction was to say, do you think that we're less successful but more empathetic, which is a success in its own right, or that we're... <sighs> Maybe. Or that we're if just... You put it that way. We're kind of just missing out but, on well, opportunity for the sake of, you know, saying the right thing, being the nice guy, whatever. I don't. That was just a crude example, but yeah, just just trying to figure it out. I don't know. I don't know. Maybe it's tough. That's a. I guess that's more of a loaded question than I thought. Because it is. Like, are we less accountable? Yeah, absolutely. Because I think people. Like. Everything, everything, everything that everybody does now is part of a larger mechanism. And when you're just a cog in the wheel, you look at the machine and go, well, this is like, I'm just a part of the system. Do you think that that's actually true? that goes for everything. Do you think that's actually true? Or do you think that that's... That's the perception. I was going to say, or that's how people perceive it or what they've been taught to think. I think that they've been, they've, yeah, they've been taught to think that way, but, and not that it's not to a certain extent somewhat true, but there's also ways to overcome the, like, being just a, a cog in the wheel. Yeah. I think, to a, to a certain extent. Maybe not ever entirely, probably not. Um, well, yeah, I mean, like, you're always going to be accountable to something or someone yeah 
but it's easier, I guess it's Whether easier. Whether it's your boss or your spouse or your family or whatever, you know. It's easier to justify failure when like when you look at the world as if you're just along for the ride. Do you ride, think that justifies the right word or accept failure? Yeah, I guess maybe justifies not the right the right word. Accept accept maybe. Yeah. Probably more accurate. I didn't mean to lead you. I, I just no. personally, I didn't think justify was the right word. No. Yeah, you're not. You're not wrong. Um, and I don't know. I don't know where that came from. I think it's. I'll tell you what I think it is. I think people. This. This is. I think there's a, a, a deeper cause to this, which is. When you were growing up, and this is again, this is like a generational thing. When we were growing up, did you get a trophy for fucking everything? Uh, did you get participation awards? Some, but not everything. I never got any. But on the flip side, and I was, I didn't, I didn't earn any fucking trophies, so I didn't get any, and I knew that. But, but on the, on the when flip side, when you're always told that everything you ever do is worthy of a trophy. When you don't get it, you go, well, this is bullshit. The system is rigged against me. Yeah. So well, you, don't think say, it, you don't think it's because... I was going to say, I, I think I got a good number of participation trophies in, like, those young sports. Like, that stopped in, like, middle school. But on the flip side... That's way too fucking long. Right. But on the flip side, in my house, uh-huh. with my father, it was unacceptable to not get A's. Right. For no reason. Like... There's literally no excuse. I never got less than A's or B's. Study harder. Yeah. Work harder. And my parents are always like, why are you not getting A's? I'm like, that's a lot of work. Because I feel like, because I had friends. And I'm the, nine. Because I had, I had fr- <laughs> right, right. But like, I had friends that were like, oh man, like I got a C, like. Yeah. You know, whatever. And I was like, dude, if I got a C, I'd be dude, scared. Dude, I would get I'd, my ass beat. I was going to say, I'd be scared to go home. Yeah. Like. I got a D one, one fucking quarter in eighth grade because my teacher had a fucking fat ass and she would bend over the tables and I was very distracted. I got a D on one quiz ever and I never got another one because of the hell that I went through after that. My dad, I thought he was going to murder me. Um, Because I had to get him to sign my progress report. And I guess, let's see. Like I remember, like I failed a bunch of like quizzes and tests and stuff and it wasn't because like I wasn't able to learn the material. I was 100% able to learn the material had I put my mind to it at all. Because I was always good at math. I was always usually ahead of people in math. Like, math just always came easily to me. I didn't necessarily enjoy it. But I could always do it and do it well and pretty much understand just about everything. Uh, Because it was, the math is, like, very orderly. There's, like, a defined set of rules and it always operates in a certain way. And that's, like, how my brain works. So, like, I remember having, like, going in, like, the day after I had to get my dad to sign that progress report that had a fucking D on it. I had an A, and then a D, and then it went back up to a B, (laughs) because I, like, applied myself, I guess, a little bit. Yeah. But, like, I was, I was afraid for my life. Yeah, no, I, when I got a D 
It was the first, like, I remember it was the first, my first quiz that I ever had in public school. Uh-huh. And I remember just kind of being like, oh, whatever, like, I'll do this thing. And I came in, like, late in the year. So, like, everybody had had class. And then I came in, and it was, like, day two. Right. Maybe even the first day. And they were like, take this quiz. And I got a D on it, and I freaked out. Because I was like, I don't know this stuff. Like, I've never seen this before. All this stuff. And I'm going to get my ass beat when I go home. Yeah. Kind of through no fault of my own. Yeah. But, like, I still know that I'm going to get my ass beat, even though it's not my fault. Right. Which kind of goes back to the accountability point. Yeah. And I think I think kids nowadays are told, well, the reason you, you're you getting bad grades... Dude, they pump kids full of so, so many fucking drugs. Yeah. Nowadays... Everything's a learning disability, and this is not to disparage people who have actual, genuine learning disabilities. They, they do exist. I'm not saying they don't. But I think... I think to a certain extent, it's... Over-medicated. I think it's definitely over-medicated. But, honestly, the, the, the remedy to most of like these issues is uh, go outside and run around. I was going to say, like, just let them... Shit that they don't do let anyway. Them, let them be kids. Basically, right. Get it out of their system. Yes. Yeah. Like, if you give them a channel or an outlet to channel this whatever... I wasn't prescribed... Like, I had trouble focusing my whole school career, but I wasn't prescribed anything until college. Yeah. And, and until sophomore year of college. Yeah. When I, like, actually had to, like, go to class and, like, be responsible for my own schedule and all that kind of stuff, that's when I was like, uh, okay, maybe I might need some help with this. Yeah, but when I was in school, you know, we had recess and all whatever, and, like, after school, I would just go run around and play 36 holes of golf. It was never an issue. Right. And the content was much easier, granted, but, like... But I think... Um... I don't know. where I forget where I was going with that. I don't remember. Anyway, I guess that answers the first part. The second part was what? Are we over therapized? Like, do we think about definitely, dude? You know why? You know what it is though, is people just don't talk to each other. Like, a, a good friend. That's a good point. I've never should be about able it. to do the same job as a therapist. You fucking pay money to. Yeah, I've never thought about it that way, but I think that's true. You should I, be able to tell them your problems and go like, "Am I fucking retarded?" And then just, like, tell you the answer. Because that's really what you, you would, like, you're paying a therapist to do, is tell you, like, the hard truth or whatever that no one else will. But a good friend should should do that for you. Like, they should, they should be almost like a therapist. Probably not as good. They may not have a, a good answer to every problem. But they can offer perspectives. Yes. A good friend should not necessarily tell you what to do specifically, but no. they should say... A good friend... Here's like, how I view the situation, and maybe it... I was going to say, I've always... Changes your viewpoint a little bit. I've always, I've a lot of times been the person that people come to for whatever fucking reason. I don't, I don't ask for it. I don't think I, I always get very good advice, but I have to. People ask me my opinion, and I give it to them. But I think people like, do that. Maybe it's the same for you as me. Is because they ask because they know that I won't sugarcoat it, and I'll give them exactly what I think. Yeah, maybe, probably, but yeah. like, I try to frame my advice in like me as an objective third party observer. Here's what I see. 
and not as like me as your friend or like as someone who like always has your back which I do I do I do obviously or whatever like Whatever decision you make, I'll I'll back you. But, like, if you're asking my opinion on a situation and what what the maybe optimum choice to make, given the situation, is, I'm going to tell you what I think. And what, like, if there's something you're not seeing because you're too close to it, I'm I'm going to tell you. And it may not be something you want to hear. Yes, and I appreciate that. And I try to do the same thing as well. But that... That just kind of triggered a thought in my head that it goes back to the whole, like, it goes back to the whole accountability thing as well, Mm because it's like, I don't, I don't want to be presented with options and, like, have to rationalize them and make a decision and be held accountable for that decision. You want to be told what to do. I want to be told what to do by a a quote-unquote professional. Uh, They're professionals. I don't know why I say quote-unquote, but by a professional. Right. A person whose job it is to tell you what to do. Right. And then if it goes tits up, it's their fault. Right. Therapist fuck me. Right. There you go. Yeah. I think that's it. Yeah. I think... Like... I think... I think we can also probably take that a little bit further to why... Why... If if you want to... If... If you want to know why people... Like... You said, are we over-therapized? So many fucking people have therapists. I've never had a therapist. I've never gone to a therapist. I've never had one. I've never... I don't think maybe... I've thought about getting one, but I've never never gotten one. Colleen tried to get me to do it, and I was like, I'll look into it, but probably not. Like, I've looked into it. I've had a lot of friends suggest to me that I look into it. I mean, I don't... I'm... I'm... I'm, I I think aware of what my problems are and where they lie, and I'm more or less dealt with them. Yeah. I think... But it's it it's a, been a thing that's over time. Like it doesn't you can't just snap your fingers and you're fucking cured. Like, but you could do it. You yes, can do it. You, you do it yourself. You have to be honest with yourself about the way things are. And a lot of people, I don't think, there's a do lot that. of but, there's a lot of hard truth things that you have to address. Yes, but I think this goes back to what we were saying earlier about like kids don't know how to make friends anymore. Because kids live their whole lives on a fucking iPad. <clears throat> like, I think that's probably why we did a lot of that shit that we did. As kids, we played in the woods. I never played in the woods by myself. I always had friends around me. Always. Yeah. Everything I did, playing basketball, playing 36 holes of golf and then going to the pool, like, doing whatever. Yeah, there were always people around. There were always people around. And now people, when you don't go outside and you don't do that shit and you live your life on a fucking Xbox or whatever... Like, you don't make real friends in real life that you can have that conversation with. And that's necessitated people having to pay someone to be their friend and tell them this shit. And that's not... I guess it's it's better that they're getting advice somehow from somewhere. But you shouldn't... You should not need to pay for it. There should be someone in your life who will tell it to you. There's certain instances where you should probably pay for it. Like, I don't know extra grief or suicide or something like that maybe you yeah maybe there's not a lot of people who are like a lot of have my... any sort of perspective on that at all I probably don't really yeah but um but like people who people who go to therapy because they get like broken up with a few times yeah they're, they're just fragile people who don't have a friend to be like you're kind of a, kind of an asshole or you're kind of a bitch or whatever 
or like or you're really selfish I have like, a friend that's willing to tell them like this, yeah. is, this is what I think that maybe yeah. you did wrong yeah sure there's things that they did wrong we can talk about that later yeah but let's I'm your friend nobody, no, nobody's, I, nobody's perfect but I was gonna say like I'm your friend let's talk about what you did yeah here yeah. are the things you could have done differently yeah that might have like if you really wanted that to not end the way that it did here's the things you should have done or how you should have handled the situation do you think and that's that what, those groups of people that rely heavily on therapy uh, again I don't really know how to word the question but basically what I'm getting at is like if you maybe have a problem maybe you don't but somebody external that does rely on therapy thinks that you have a problem do they like I feel like like say I don't know say you have one of the people that like gets broken up with or something mm-hmm. and you're talking to your friend mm-hmm. and he or she is like oh well I talked to my therapist about this and therefore you should get a therapist and it's like well, why do I need a therapist you know like I think I like think they people, don't people t- I've told them about a thing and an event in my life or something that I went through and they'll be like you should yeah I've had that same conversation with my therapist and they're like you should go see a therapist I'm like no I'm good I've I've dealt with it. I'm just telling you what happened. <laughs> like emotionally, I'm I'm over it. But I, I guess it, it just a lot of some people. It takes them going to a therapist for whatever fucking reason. But I think I don't. I think it also regurgitates. Uh, I don't know mantras without actually putting a lot of thought into them. The therapist tells you one know. thing, and you're like, you, you never hear somebody say, "Well, I talked about this with my therapist, and this is what I decided to do." It's this is what my therapist told me. Yeah. So therefore, it's not, it's not a thought of their own. Yeah. Or altering of the situation to fit the current issue. It's just, well, here's what fucking Pavlov said or whatever. I think it's almost functioned in, uh, yeah I don't know it's almost functioned in place of like religion in some areas as well it's like people don't want to face those hard truths so they're just like oh well I'll just go talk to a therapist about it versus you know instead of what how does that re- relate to religion I think that religion presents a lot of hard truths that people don't want to hear or abide by so they don't they don't think what am I doing outside of whatever doctrine or whatever beliefs I have they think what's wrong with the world and how it affects me right well that is that is one thing I think culturally or maybe not even culturally maybe as a species we tend to think that everything's about us that's true I won't dispute that and like if you look at the animal kingdom it's not that way and we're just we're just animals we're fancy fish as my geology teacher liked to describe it (laughs) plants with more complicated emotions Kind of. But, like... 
if you look at an ant colony, all those ants have a very particular job. Bees, they all do a certain thing for the hive or for the colony. Mm-hmm. Without any like self desired anywhere in there, they just have a role to play. Yeah. And I think because we are probably because we're conscious of ourselves. Um, we tend to think that we are different and maybe we're not yeah I understand your point like going that way I think that you've also seen and I don't know why maybe it's not such, that not that everybody shouldn't you know live their life or whatever and be happy but like yeah but what I was getting at is like I think that you've seen and I don't know why maybe it's social media maybe it's whatever yeah I'll wrap this up quick um, yeah yeah four minutes uh, there's a, like a deterioration of patriotism or a sense of a higher cause. Right. You've seen that deteriorate rapidly. Yeah, Especially, so. like, look at it in terms of, uh, in like, well, in, like, the two glaring examples in my mind are, like, compare uh, people that were under 18 years old trying their hardest to go fight in World War II yeah. because they believed it was right, right. versus people that think that everyone has to, that, like everyone has to get a vaccine or that I don't have to get a vaccine today because it's my choice. The yeah. greater good has nothing to do with that latter situation. No. The greater good had everything to do with the prior situation. Right. So here's maybe the hot take that we end on. In both of those scenarios, aren't those people in both situations Signing up to die for what they believe in? Willingly? People who don't get vaccinated are doing it because they wholeheartedly believe that their personal liberty is more important. I, that, that's, a, <laughs> that's, a super, that's a super complex question. I think I could do a yeah, whole hour just was, answering that one. Yeah, I know. I know. <laughs> That was maybe that's what we'll talk about next time. You should write that down. <laughs> okay. Yeah, that's a that's a good cliffhanger for sure. But like, you know, I can't answer that question in what two minutes that we have left. No, there's a lot to unpack there. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Even just considering the mortality rates and stuff like that. Yeah. But. But. You see I what think, I'm getting at? Right? I think America was a magnificent machine during times of crisis in the past particularly in World War II and our ability to do anything and everything to support a singular cause and I feel like that's very impressive here's maybe what we'll end on real quick do you think it's possible again just yes or no and then like a couple sentences yes I think it's possible but I think that we need something to I, I think we need a common enemy to unite around yeah like okay. a like a like a cold war like a like a Russia like a um, Soviet Union do you think we would do it for anything other than war no. <laughs> Fucking right. <laughs> America. <laughs>